JC Boxing Legend Podcast. 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 Welcome to DC Boxing Legends Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Today we have one of the greatest fighters to ever come out of Washington, DC, ladies and gentlemen. We have is only a few that you can put in the category of thousands of fighters that came out of our city. And that has become an accomplishment of becoming a world champion. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the two-time middleweight champion of the world. The legendary Keith Holmes. How's it going, brother? All is well. All is well. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's an honor to have you on, man. Uh, we got... I remember growing up, man, and it was in, in watching you guys at the like, fights back in the uh, the old days at different uh, gyms and different um, coliseums and, 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 like, the convention centers and places of that nature. And... Um, kind of motivated us and gave us the inspiration to keep pushing, man. Um, the question I want to ask you first is, um, when did you start boxing? You say when? Yes. Uh, I was about six years old when I started boxing. And that's, that's when I first walked into the gym. Okay. Uh, which gym did you start fighting out of first? Uh, I was living with my, my mom in Southeast, but uh, I um, started in Kenilworth because um, my grandmother lived in uh, Paradise, Northeast. So uh, Kenilworth Parkside Boxing, uh, I mean, Recreational Center was where I first started under the coach, uh, Ken- Kenny Mallet. Okay. And he's my first boxing coach. Okay, I remember Kenny, man. He Kenny was a good, great coach and trainer, man. I, back in the days, man. Um, so, how was that relationship for you training with Kenny and um, going? I'm sure you've been to plenty of tournaments and fights because Kenny loved to fight. You know, take people to, to to get matches back in the. I remember from the '90s. I'm sure your time was probably with the '80s. Yeah, I was. I was with him. Uh, well, it, it was the '70s. The '70s, okay. Yeah, so around 75, 76, I was, um, I first walked into the gym and then, uh, my relationship grew with him, uh, in a strange way. It, it was like, you know, I, I stayed and I played a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he, you know, once he, he named all his fights, he gave all his fights nicknames, you know, and, uh, I played so much and, always got in trouble so he, he used to call me yo-yo because he didn't say I wasn't rap too tight so <laughs> he, he started calling me yo-yo and he would hit me on the head with a, like a, a ruler or something like what are you doing boy and like pop and he said no birds you know okay. what I mean but, yeah so that's, that's uh, you know the relationship grew and you know he was uh, the best man. he was the best amateur coach you know that I was around yeah, I remember those nicknames. He had, he did have nicknames for all the fighters back in the day. I, the guys that came, my, 
They had some tight. He, he yeah, would give you exactly. some nice tight names. Like it was dude used to be Brave Star and uh, I think y'all got it with Star Child. Was Star Child with y'all too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was nice. Yeah, yeah. He, they had some. He, yeah, Kenny he definitely had some nice names though for his fighters though, man. Um, yeah, yeah. Give me some memorable moments of of that amateur career, man. Especially when uh, what was who was one of your greatest local rivalries? Um, and, and when I was with Kenny, when I was with Kenny, I I didn't have any rivals. Uh, all the other guys had rivals fights. I didn't have any. Okay, because uh, I, I, you know, I was young, but they have been here longer than I have been. You know, so uh, I didn't have any rivals. I had rivals. I think they grew later when I got older, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, at that time, the, the you know greatest uh, moments were you know Ohio State Fair, mm-hmm. uh, you know those type of tournaments like we went out of town, like Norfolk, Virginia for the bronze. I won the bronze medal in, in uh, Norfolk, you know. So you know those were the memorable times with Kenny. Okay, traveling, something like that. And also, he and him taking us to McDonald's after after uh, we worked out uh, the most, you know, some days. Okay, you know, he treated us like I was, we were his kids. So, what was it? How, how do you think the impact that boxing played in your life? Did it play a major impact in your life today and uh, back then as well? Oh no, it, it played a very important impact. Uh, it, it was an impact in my life uh, then and now uh, uh, because you know I, you know I have a book coming out, so mm-hmm. you know, I have to be careful how I answer this. But, I got you. Um, you know, by the grace of the, the Most High, man, I was uh, able to hold on to the boxing career even through all the things that I went through, and uh, I, I believe that. You know, if, if the boxing wasn't there, I don't know what God would have done with me at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was an intricate part in me, in my in my life at that time, you know, especially in the 90s. You know, but I had to hold on to it. I had to, I had to fight through pick up rides and bushes and mm-hmm. fire, you know, before I was able to achieve just to get me where I need needed to be and I it took you know the the the, 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 the fortitude to be you know to hold on to all that stuff it, it was it was real dark for me growing up so um so it, it, as as you got older and um you decided to go into the professional ranks did you already see yourself as becoming a future world champion or was it just something that you just you know you you you, you grew into over time uh, I never, to be totally honest, I never focused on being a world champion. I always focused on winning. I got you. And I knew that as long as I won, you know, at some point, you know, that would be one of the trophies, I guess. You know, my mom uh, used to tell people uh, that I was going to be just like Sugar Ray Lennon. I was, I was probably like seven years old, six or seven years old. And she was saying that I was agreeing with her, but I didn't really know what I was agreeing to. Right. You know, I just know that everybody liked them, you know, and... And uh, and so from that point on, I just you know wanted to always win, 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 and I, I, I promised to work hard. And that's in those times. Man, everybody that I've talking, to, I've talked to that sparred you, and oh, they say you one of the hardest punches that they ever dealt with. Man, what 
Where where did that what does that come from, man? Um uh, I've watched a lot of fights of older fighters in the back in the day that um uh, and these fighters knew how to turn their knuckles over. They knew how to throw from the shoulders and you know, uh a good friend of mine named Tony Fortune, you know, he was killed. Yeah. He was uh he taught me a lot when I was young for a powder. Okay. How to place myself in to get those shots in, you know. So it's always like even a lot of um a lot of my speed fights, you know, um they were like knockouts, and I was really really small guy growing up, and I was knocking out adult grown men, and it was because of how I learned how to turn my punches over. And even right now today, man, I just still have it. I still feel that still feel strong. As long as I know how to turn my 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 knuckles over to incorporate my shoulder mm-hmm. and my body into it, you always had that punching power. Wow! So, um, when you um, I remember when you fought and lost in um in France, but later came back and brought the title back to DC and retained it and got it back. Man, how was that experience for you getting the title back in DC? Oh, it was a great thing. Uh, you know, I, I did something I, I didn't, I, I said I would never do when I went to France. And I, I, I brought in a coach. Well, you know, maybe I should have, maybe I uh, shouldn't have. But I brought in a coach that had a lot of experience and he told me about, you know, if we went to another country, how long we need to be there, to mm-hmm. acclimated, the time, span, and stuff like that. And uh, people being over in, in France about four days, four to five days, and then going into a fight was really, really detrimental to me because uh, we was on different time. It's like me, it was like three o'clock in the morning here, like ten o'clock there. Yeah. And, like, so when I fought, I was in the dressing room sleep when they told me to glove up, and I hadn't even wrapped up yet. Wow. So I, I came out of the dressing room just waking up, man. Yeah. You know, so. That's why I was able to. I, I, but one thing I did, I, even in the fight, I studied him. I knew, even though I felt like I won the fight, but they had a right to take it, you know, because I was in his own town. Mm-hmm. But I knew, I told him that I was going to stop him in the rematch. And because I learned, I knew, I knew a lot about it. You know, so that, that was a great experience for me. And, and you know, I, I became the 16th middleweight in history to retain the title back from the person he lost it to. Wow, that's amazing. That's history. That's in the history yeah. books, in the record books. Um, right. So, so would you now? That's a great question. That, I mean, great um, lesson that can be taught to the future champions out here. So, how long do you think it should a fighter should take when they go travel away for such a distance? Uh, to get acclimated to the uh, time frame and the weather and so forth, what, what would you recommend a time for a fighter to um, prepare for such situation? Well, I, that's a good question. Uh, I, because I've been through the experience uh, and I did it twice and it worked for me. Uh, understanding like five days is not enough time. Now, I'm not saying you can't win the fight, but you know it, it'll be tough for you if you got a tough opponent. To be in a country uh, that's ten hours or five, seven hours behind you or ahead of you, to be over in that country, I advise people to go at least twenty-one to thirty days 
uh, you know, 21 or more days in that country because then I, I you know, I, re, uh, I did a, uh, um, a title fight inside of uh, England, which was basically on the same time span. And I went over there for uh, almost a month. And I was in the, I was, it was just like I lived there like he lived there. So right. there was nothing wrong with me going into the Robert McCracken fight. That's right. So, so I lived there and I learned from it. You know, if I, if I would have did it the same way, I would have been a fool, man. Right, right. You you already learned from the mistakes and he corrected it. So this this is one of the questions yeah. I had to ask too, man. Uh, you guys participated in one, and I think one of the most uh, put well put together boxing tournaments for professionals. I mean, all world champions fighting to see who's the top person. How was that experience? It was amongst you, um, William Joppy, uh, Tito. Um, Felix Trinidad and Bernard Hopkins. How was that experience to be? The limelight was on you guys because I remember that time frame. It was just on y'all at that time. Who was going to come out on top? How was that feeling to be amongst the top four and the best fighters in the world as far as middleweight? How was that for you, experience? Man, I really, really appreciate we appreciate it being in that in that situation, man, at that time with those great fighters. Uh, you know, all of those fighters, Joppy, Trinidad, Bernard were great fighters and uh, I was in the midst of it from where I come from and, and all the things I did. I, did uh, I had to go through before I got there. Allowed me to appreciate being in, on that stage with them guys. And, um, you know, for a person like I don't know if you remember Burt Sugar mm-hmm. I remember Burt uh, Sugar yeah one of the uh, one of the greatest uh, boxing analysts and he had me him and Roy Jones and all them guys had me winning the tournament wow you know but one thing I learned you know sometimes you know uh, you can go into a situation not being yourself right and you feel like you can't pull out of the situation because it's too deep and too big and whatever. And that's one mistake that I made. Right. Um, going into that fight, it wasn't really prepared. I had a lot on my mind. And I, to be honest, you know, my book is going to tell the story. Like, all the stuff that I've been through, it was like I was going through it again, but not in the same manner. But right. it's just obstacle after obstacle. And it's just like... Me having a uh, problem with the promoter with Don King, and we argued two days before the fight. It just was, it, it just messed my focus up. Right, and that was a fight that I did not deserve to win because I wasn't, I wasn't put together like I was put together in other fights prior to that. Right, I trained harder for Andrew Council, for Robert McCracken, for Ricky Will, with for um, Paul Vaden. I, I trained harder for those guys than I trained for. One of the guys that they considered the best, and these three other, these other two fighters, Joppy and Trinidad, that I would have had to face. You know, so it was a great experience for me. But I, you know, that was one of the worst times of my career. The worst time of my career is the tournament. That's yeah. it. I um, I, when I watched that fight, I knew something was off with you, with the uh, uh what from what I saw in your previous fights. I said, for some reason, right. something's off with Keith, man. I, you know, you can tell. You know, because as a fighter, you know, a former fighter myself, you can tell when a fighter is not mentally there and something's beyond right. boxing that's causing this, you know. 
and, and it's def- right. it was definitely noticeable. You know what I'm saying? It just, um, you know, a lot of these these people that's like critics or, or or that really not boxers really don't understand when a fighter's not totally dead from something outside of boxing. It, it takes a fighter to yeah. understand such things, you know. So I knew, right. you know, from the jump, I said, you know, trust me, Keith would have been on him on this. That, you know what I'm saying? When shots was open, I was like, something's off. So it's it's, it's something beyond boxing. I, I truly knew that back then. So, but man, right. uh, you still was able to be amongst the best, man, and, and represent the, the city on another level, man. And uh, I truly appreciate you, man. Uh, let's talk about the lifestyle, you know, because, you, you know, every time I used to see you back in the days, man, that was a big thing for you was about being a vegan and being the first vegan world champion. What got you into that process of becoming a vegan and what made you want to be a vegan and why? You know, like I said before, I think um, everything was mapped out by the most high. And uh, every position that I was put in, it seemed like when I look at it now, it was done by a miracle. Because, you know, at one point, I wasn't supposed to be at, at, at a certain situation and I ended up, you know, in, in, in another situation I wasn't supposed to be and I ended up, it's, it's like, you, you, you're... You are loved by someone, but then in the midst of that someone, you're hated, and that may hinder you from moving forward with that person. But later on, you find out that the person um, was the person that was supposed to be put in your life end up taking you to a heavenly place on earth. You know, and that's that's what happened in my life. Everything was set up for me, Um, and in the lifestyle that I was. I was living um, didn't coincide with with that path you know and a lot of things ha- happened you know so my my career started to dwindle because I, and, I, and, and you, you you can blind yourself right you can blind yourself to the point where you can't really see and so you you allow people to make decisions for you like you know even when that's going over to a France situation right I, you know uh even when I knew I should have went, but then I was advised, now if you go there, you won't never, you won't miss a beat, you won't miss a beat. That, that, that was a lie. Right. You know, so, um, a lot of things blind, you know, uh, smoke screens and all that stuff. And, you know, you, you, when you, when you have the opportunity to do it all over again, yeah. and you're smart enough, you won't do it the same way. You know, I was, I was fixing stuff that wasn't broke. Right, that wasn't broken. No, yeah, and that's what I regret. I understand that totally. Um, let's talk about this book, man. What's the name of your book, man? And and where can people get the book from? Oh, okay. The um, the Dark Path of a Champion on the Keith Holmes story, and uh, I'll, I'll be posting soon about the release date, but it's coming really soon. Okay. Um. But the book, you know, uh, I advise everyone to get the book, but uh, try not to criticize the situation because it was, uh, I became a product of my environment. But at the same time, I want people to see how your situation that you involve in could cause you to be just like that situation. And you will see how my life changed um, when I was in certain situations, how I, I, I was molded to one place. 
And then when I, once I moved to another place, I was molded to that place. Wow. And and, and, and and that actually happens to a person in life. You know, so this book was is it, very, very dark. It's a lot, you know, a lot of suicides. A lot of people were killed. Uh, and so, you know, uh, and, and I was in the midst of all of that. So, uh, it'll be out. I'll be posting uh, the date of the drop of the book probably in the next few, few days. What, what, what motivated you to um, want to do the book is because of your life that you wanted to did you make a change with, with the youth or you just you just wanted to tell a story I'm just wanted to know what was what would the audience know what is your motivation for putting the book together um I didn't I, I, at first I wasn't but you got people that that was asking that's asking questions about what happened. Like when me and Andy Council scored the first time in 1994, something happened before the fight, you know, a couple of days before the fight. And people want to know what happened at that time. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of people want to know what happened um, prior, like when I was young, how did that happen, you know, with certain people? And, you know, so I get those questions all the time. And then it's, it's more of a part of my, like, motivational speaking of, how I went through so much but I never quit. I had so much faith in everything that I did and I never quit. And if you if your life wasn't as hectic as mine was you should never quit. There should not be a man on this earth that should quit after reading this book. You know, so I hope hopefully a person to take it take it uh, to heart to understand that you could be what you will to be. You won't you're going to be told that you ain't going to be nothing or this and that. But you have to be the one to determine that in your life. Yes, indeed. Yes, and indeed. that's why I decided to write the book. Man, I look forward to when the book come out. I'm going to make sure I get me a copy, man, and uh, put it out there as much as possible. I'm going to flood it on the DC Boxing Legends page. And because um, I think... Um, you know, I've, I'm from a, I'm from the area where you from as well. You know, I grew up in that old area. To, you know, I'm from Minnesota Avenue, so you know, you, okay. you I know the stories and heard some of the stories. You know that was shared. Oh, yeah. But and I would look forward to hear it come from you to hear the actual story being told from yourself. So I definitely look forward to the book. But I still always had a respect for you. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, um. You know what I'm saying? Especially with the vegan lifestyle. And, you know, when you get around you, you always sharing your knowledge to other fighters, younger fighters, and to friends. And, I mean, I, back then, I'm, I'm, I've had a drink in uh, since 10, eight years. But you saw me with a drink wow. at the fights, right? You say, man, put that down, right. man. Every time you saw me, you say, put that down, man. You don't destroy yourself, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. it was always a, I've respected that about you, man. You know what I'm saying? You care. You, you know what I'm saying? You cared about yeah. other fighters and, and other people, you know? So uh, definitely, yeah. man. I'm you gotta, what you say, you brother? Know, what, I, what, I, what I really want people to do is I want to be an example. Like, I'm 53 and I'm still performing at a high level. I still can compete at a high level. Right. Um, but it's because I didn't destroy my body from the inside when I was young. I never drank, never smoked. 
the worst thing I ate was a bunch of junk food, right. you know. And then I started to change those things. And, you know, this is why I'm a, I'm 53 and I can run seven, eight miles. And I can hit the bag for rounds and rounds and rounds. And I can bar and things that make sure I can talk. Right. You know, and it's because I didn't dog myself. And I want the next person to say, you know what, man? That I want to be like that when he, when he, when I get 53. Because when I get 73, I want to be doing the same thing. That's and right. I, I believe the more you work out, the younger you get. That's a fact. That's a fact. And plus yeah. the way you're eating, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the last time I yeah. spoke to you, um, I was telling you that I did the raw vegan. I'm back on it now. Yeah. I, I'm back raw vegan now. And, uh, I started in January. I did a 30-day uh, juice cleanse. Now I'm just doing strictly raw vegan now. So... I feel great again, wow, man. Yeah, man. I'm gonna stick with it this time. I, I, my promise was to do the whole entire 2022 of doing the raw. Last time I did 263 days. This time I'm going for the full fledged. Then I'm gonna make it a lifestyle all the way through. Once I make it through the whole man, year. You doing? You doing that? You doing the lifestyle better than me? I never did that long in raw. You know, mm -hmm. but that's the best lifestyle you can have. Man, so congratulations, man, to show that you are now going to motivate me. See, if, if I did motivate you, by the grace of God, now you motivate me. I appreciate it, brother. You know, it's a recycle. I understand, I understand the role. Yes, indeed. Yeah. It's a revolving cycle, you know. You That's how it works, man. That's the beauty of it, man. But I thank you for motivating right. me because, man, I remember when that drink was in my hand, you'd be like, brother, come on, man. Don't don't destroy your yeah. body, man. Don't destroy your body, I appreciate exactly. that, man. You know, I definitely appreciate it. So, um, what, what's your plans, man? Uh, in the, in the, after the book, are you going to go around doing the tour? Or are you just going to? Uh, and I can't wait to get it on the website or whatever to give the link out to the people, man, and share that, man. Um, what is your um? What is what is what do you, advice do you have for the youth? You know, just, just, uh, basically, it's, it's, it's work hard, man, and have faith that you succeed. And don't never let no one, uh, change your belief and what you can be in your life. Right. But you still have to put forth the work, you know. Um, it's not, it's not a real short, it's not a real short story. It's a story that you have to really understand, um, what you want your life to be. You know, and that's how you want to achieve in life. And you want you, because you are your business. And whatever, whatever business you in, you represent you. That's right. And your business represents you. You know, you are representing your business. So if you out here playing around in the boxing world, you are, you are, you want to be described as that later on in life. And you're going to wish you. You know, I people be talking today and like, man, I used to buy bags, can't do this, man. Those stories are great to hear, but I, you, you get out of here. Yeah, you do. You know, and I don't want the youngest that's coming out to me to be saying that. It takes the opportunity wise at hand. Exactly. You know, when I was, uh, I was number one in the world to fight Curry North at one time. And then uh, when I called, when I was called for a world championship fight, it was at, um, middleweight. And I was junior middleweight. I had to go up. Two, uh, like three or four pounds, man, to fight that fight, but I had to be ready. Exactly. But if I wasn't ready, 
mentally, physically, spiritually, I wouldn't have took that fight. You know, and it probably would never have come back. Right, exactly. You was like they say, man. When 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 some when the opportunity knocks, better have your bags packed. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And, and and that's the truth. Yeah, and I mean, truth. and that's and that's the that's what I tell people. That's the mission, you know. Your mission is to become. I mean, the overall job as a fighter, we all want to be world champions, man. And you definitely. Completed that mission, you know what I'm saying, and, right. and, and that's right. the, that's what a boxer when you put on a pair of boxing gloves. I want to be a world champ. You completed the mission. I mean, I won nationals, and I can imagine what that feeling was to win the world title. Man, I know that was like one of the greatest yeah. feelings in the world. Right? Can right. you explain yeah. that feeling yeah. when you won it? When you won the title, how was that <laughs> feeling for you? Man, let me tell you something. It, it took about two to three years and a, and, a, and one of the coaches to tell me you know because in the ring it was just a to me it was just another win right with a, with a trophy with it right and I knew I knew that it was a little easier easier to get but it's gonna be hard to hold it so you and you ain't focused right so you, you you know a lot of people coming at you now so I knew that I was tired. So I just humbled myself. And one day, probably like two, three years later, one of the coaches looked at me and he was just staring at me. And he was like, man, you don't know what you did. And you became a world champion. I was like, that's when it really hit me. That I fulfilled a dream that my mom had when she said I was going to be just like Shuri Leonard. But not like him, but I ended up winning one of the belts he held yeah. in life. You know, so so you know that when a person speaks that way, you you never know what could come out with what it what they're saying. It may not be exactly what you think it's gonna be. So at that time, man, it was just oh man, I won I won the world title, and now I gotta make sure I keep it. And so I'm a target now. So you know, it, 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 it's a great pleasure. Uh, it, but I, I felt it later. Yeah. Like, Man, I re- I remember seeing you, man. Uh, I think you was on living on C Street, if I'm not mistaken, of Southeast, and you would ride by yeah. with the Hummer. You, re- I think you had a black Hummer, man. I used to yeah. be like, it used to blow my mind because you was like, like that's a world champion, man, riding up in that's Keith Holmes in the black Hummer. I will never forget it, man. It was like you was larger than life coming through there, man. Every day you came through there. Yeah, now nah, somebody lived there. Okay. And my aunt lived on the back. Okay. She lived on the back street. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, somebody else lived there. Okay, but I just would see. It wouldn't be a regular. It just be a ride through like every now and then. Would see you come through there, man. So like, damn, yeah. that nice Hummer, yeah. man. You know what I'm saying? Especially back then, the Hummers was a big deal. You know. So yeah, you know, I had two. I had you know, the Army one. Okay. One and H one H two. H one is the best one. Yeah, the H one, the best one. Everybody wanted that H one though, man. Yes, yeah, indeed, that's, man. That's, that's, so, um, yeah. can you, let's plug the book in one more time before we end it, brother. What's the name of the book again? And hopefully, it'll be coming soon. So, what's the name of the book again? I it's the, the name of the book is Doc Path of a Champion: The Keep Home Story. And you know, uh, I'll be posting on IG and uh, uh, Facebook 
under Keep Home Drug Camp uh, on both page, on, on both sites. Keep Home Drug Camp, Stop Path of a Champion. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Keith Holmes, DC Boxing Legends Podcast. DC Boxing Legend 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 Podcast. Home of the Champ.